0: Hello and welcome to In Another World, a podcast about music, movies, cute boys, and the divas we worship. Listeners, my guests and I have a history of together watching several movies of the genre we are discussing today. We have delighted in making fun of the ridiculous nature of them, while also admitting that for reasons we can't quite understand, we've enjoyed most of them. He is the host of the podcast, Who Are You Again? And full disclosure, we have a romantic history, which makes him even more perfect to have on for this episode about romantic comedies. The good, the bad, and everything in between. Listeners, please give a warm welcome to Victor Trussell.
1: Yay. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Hello, hello. (laughs) Now I sound like you on your podcast.
1: I know. I feel like I don't know why I'm always inclined to say hello three times, but there it is. (laughs) Oh, it's
0: it's very uh, RuPaul of you. (laughs) So how are you doing?
1: I am good. I am, you know, the world, honestly, the world is still awful, but (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of going through this little phase where we all think things are getting better. And so I'm kind of on that little faux high.
0: (laughs) Well, it's weird because it feels, I I heard someone talk about this on an interview I was watching today. But they said it feels like change is sort of happening now because there's nothing to distract the public with because there's not any sports, mm. there's no movies, there's no new music out to distract the public. So you're That's kind of true. forced to focus on things that actually
1: matter. So Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I, yeah, I agree with that statement
0: but it's
1: yeah <laughs> it's how just, are you it's
0: i you know i'm good i've been this is uh you'll be the fourth episode of this podcast when this comes out Woo! it feels wild uh <laughs> i've already recorded three episodes now and i'm recording two more this week so it's it's taken over my life in a way but it's nice to have a creative project to work on for sure
2: yeah
1: yeah it gives you something to do and you know it definitely does take over your life but i think in (laughs) such a positive fun way
0: oh sure i mean until i started this i was just cleaning every inch of my house over and over again and that was getting old that was that was getting a little dull uh so this is the pop culture podcast what have you been watching or listening to lately
1: Oh, my gosh. What have I even watching? I've been watching a lot. Um, a couple months ago, I actually was watching a lot of shitty Netflix reality shows. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind. Um, oh. They're both pretty bad. See, I haven't, <laughs> I
0: haven't watched Too Hot to Handle.
1: That's the one I haven't watched yet that's the better of the two like if oh, you had really? to watch yeah i would definitely recommend that one over love is blind love oh. is blind i was i was cringing because i really you know everyone kept saying you have to push past the first few episodes and oh, i was that's like pretty, ah, really well. True. yeah well i think because i
0: was i um listeners i was on uh victor's podcast uh who are you again So I think we talked about this. Possibly, I think we might have talked about Love Is Blind.
2: I think we might have actually. Yeah, I think it would have been you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you're the only podcast I've ever been on. I think it was you. Um,
1: But most recently, like the past week, I finished binging um, Love Victor, and I also finished um, Love Life with Anna Kendrick on HBO Max. Did you like Love Victor because it made
0: you think of yourself?
1: You're not I the first know, one to funny, say like, that. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, that's part of it. Um, <laughs> it was really cute. I mean, I'm a big fan of Love Simon, and actually, I know we're probably going to discuss that later. Um, but I was a big fan of Love, Simon. And so I was eager eager for this uh, little spinoff series. And they did a great job. It really caught the same energy and had the same like great writing and timing well, as the movie. Well, that's
0: good. See, I haven't watched it because I was sort of, uh, I don't know, hesitant to watch it. Because it, it seems like it could be good, but it could be awful. I was thinking mm-hmm. how they would make that yeah. work as a as a series plot, for sure.
1: Yeah, they did a pretty good job. It follows kind of a similar premise as the movie, but, you know, they're they're pretty creative with keeping it fresh, though. It doesn't feel like it's just rehashing mm-hmm. the movie. Well, that's
2: good. <laughs>
1: Cause,
0: well, because whenever they try to make uh, TV series of movies, I feel like they don't work maybe 80 percent of the time so I'm oh like, yeah oh cool so because you made a bunch of money off this homo you know teen rom-com you're now gonna make a series because you think that's gonna work. So it, maybe i'll finally watch it for sure
1: yeah it has a lot of integrity so yeah don't worry it it there's some integrity i love integrity it. We, we, we're we always selling for integrity <laughs>
0: So, the first segment is called Your Birth Into Pop Culture, which is when I reveal pop culture-related facts about Victor's birthday, which he has provided to me. I I will be saying all your numbers on on the pod, so I'm clocking your age. But you are younger than me, so (laughs) I don't care. So, uh, December 15th, 1990.
2: So... The day you we mm-hmm. were born,
0: the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 list was a song I've not heard of. It's called Because I Love You by Stevie B.
2: Because I love you My heart's in open door Girl, won't you please
1: Come on here? Stevie B, I've never yeah, heard of that like, either.
0: I looked up the song Uh, Yeah, I didn't know it. Now, the number one movie at the box office, though, was one I'm sure you have heard of, is called Home Alone. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I
0: forgot that was a movie. (laughs) And upon (laughs) looking it up, I kind of knew this from watching that Netflix show called The Movies We Love. But it was the number one movie for, I think, two and a half months or something. It was something crazy like that i'm not
1: surprised like that movie i'm sure was a box office smash. <laughs> i guess so i like the second one better i have to say i think the second one's a little bit more memorable agreed and i said that to i remember
0: i said that to a coworker at my last job and they said do you like the second one more than the first one and i went the first one he's just locked in his house in a suburb the second one he's in new york city that's so much cooler yeah
1: and with the pigeon oh, the lady, pigeon lady,
0: <laughs> yeah. And he steals his dad's credit card. Oh, I thought that was so glamorous.
2: Classic.
0: <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about romantic comedies today. So, Victor, in your opinion, what makes a romantic comedy good?
1: Okay, so I gave this a lot of thought, I'm sure, yeah. and I think it's a pretty, pretty fragile formula. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can either do very, very well or very, very badly. Um, But I think it comes down to, A, the writing. B, you have to have a solid cast. A consistently solid cast. And number three, there has to be some sort of cute factor or something that makes it stand out. Like, I think the issue with a lot of rom-coms is that, so many of them just kind of blend together because they're all a lot of them are just so generic Um, and they have you know they don't have an oomph or anything special about them that's definitely true and
0: i feel like one thing that i I feel like modern rock honestly modern rom-coms there's not as as many like quote-unquote rom-coms i feel like nowadays Mm -hmm. like there's more indie films that kind of are doing what rom-coms were doing but then they're edgier they don't have that um saturday afternoon on tbs feel you know uh <laughs> I totally know it's that just means. like a, like a warm blanket you put over yourself for two hours because you don't have to do <laughs> anything but you'll like you get distracted by <laughs> But I feel like the big thing is there's yeah. chemistry is not there between the two leads a lot of the time. You, you, they just pick two famous people and think if they put them in a movie together, it'll just work. And uh, that is not always that's not always the case.
1: No, history has showed that that is not the case. Oh, <laughs> well, so
0: I think for me, like examples of I figure we'd start with actual you know good ones, ones we actually enjoy watching. So for me. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think of When Harry Met Sally. That's definitely, I think, like, quintessential, mm-hmm. probably top five modern rom-com.
1: A classic. and An old classic. An old, and it's, well, and
0: I think that movie actually encapsulates everything you said a good romantic comedy needs because it has really good writing. It's, like, such a funny script. Mm-hmm. Such a smart script the chemistry is great between all the actors, but even all the supporting actors in the movie are all funny. Like, there's not a single weak Mm -hmm. person in that. And it actually has something to say. Like, that's the thing. It actually was going into kind of the idea, like, can men and women be friends? Which wasn't, like, a new idea, but it was told in a way that made it feel fresh, I feel, compared to, especially when it came out, like, late 80s, all the rom-coms of the 80s. (laughs) It definitely felt more sophisticated <laughs> in a way.
1: The '80s had a lot of—I I forgot who I was talking to about this—but the '80s had a lot of those weird, like, movies about like teenagers falling in love with like porn stars and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Like risky business.
0: He falls in love with a sex worker. Yeah. Which, when I was a kid, yeah. risky was business,
1: shocking. weird science. Oh, wait, well, oh, yeah, yeah, it's
0: just, well, and there was lots of, um, lots of rom-coms with shenanigan-filled plots, like, uh, mm-hmm. just one of the guys, I, ugh. <laughs> do, you,
1: do you know, do you know the <laughs> movie? I've heard of it, I've heard of actually,
0: it. It's weird, I don't know whether to recommend it or not, it's, it's a movie where, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it's offensive, or if it's just, um a movie that couldn't make be made now. I think it's, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it's weird. I was just watching that new documentary on Netflix called Disclosure. Have you heard about it?
2: I have yeah, heard of it. Yeah, I definitely
0: recommend it. It was, it was really, really amazing, but they went into the way that people thought of like trans representation in film for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And they cite that movie and they don't say anything Like it's it's she's clearly she's not supposed to be trans, but it just goes into the weird way it talks about gender in that film, Uh, and I just think, wow. Well, you know, like
1: yeah, there's a lot of that in the '80s and even in the '90s. Like what you just said reminded me of, um, you know, there are reruns of Sex and the City on all the time, and there was an episode where Samantha and Carrie were like super invested in these you know quote unquote transvestites mm-hmm. that lived in New York City and just the way that they spoke about <sighs> yeah. them and how they were yeah. addressed I was like oh this is super oh, dated yeah. so I think 80s they, show a,
0: yeah. they actually they yeah. showed a <laughs> clip of that scene in the documentary uh, not to get off topic but yeah and it's so weird because there's a scene that's so awful it, it just, I just was cringing watching the entire thing but then I hear mm-hmm. about how they wanted that episode to be empowering to trans women at the end of the episode, and I thought, you don't get to pretend like you're empowering a, a group of people when you also have this very, very problematic way of portraying them in the first part of the episode. That's just that doesn't work.
1: Oh, for sure. And like I love sex in the city and I won't go on a tangent I was about say, it. So oh, I could, I could but... talk well, on
2: the and... whole episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anytime you have a series that is an all-white female cast and there really weren't any people of color I, that I can think of really on the no, show. No, other kind like
0: Miranda kinda... had a boyfriend for a while. Samantha had a boyfriend that was black for a episode, like one episode. <laughs> and it honestly wrapped up in a really problematic way also. So, so yeah. It's weird to love a show but also think there are some blemishes on this thing because mm-hmm. i mean there's sometimes i love it but yeah well you know sex in the city not totally off topic because sex in the city to me is kind of taking the idea of the romantic comedy and s- twisting it you know like what if these women yes wanted to you know end up with a nice guy but they weren't like obsessed with it like they actually had. Have- Lives and careers, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was sort of the shift from the 80s to the 90s as far as rom coms. Is you saw more like women going after a career rather than just getting mm-hmm. a guy, like there was some other side of it. Like, I always think of um, well, I guess this is early 2000s, but like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah, oh, the yeah, big through line of Kate Hudson is I mean, yes, she falls for Matthew McConaughey, but it's about her getting a job promotion. That's what the you know, entire plot is based on.
1: Uh, it's a little distracting, though, because it's Matthew McConaughey. Are you, are
0: you a Matthew mcconaughey uh, You question on Matthew McConaughey?
1: <laughs> Honestly, he's kind of hit or miss. Have you noticed hmm. in some movies, I mean, he's in a lot of yes. rom-coms, but in yeah. some movies, he looks much better than he does oh, in like others.
0: Oh, Like, I think he looks pretty good in, um, he looks pretty good in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I think that that's a good one for him. But then I think he looks so mm-hmm. awful in Made in Manhattan. Well, not made of Manhattan. Not made of, uh, the wedding planner. The wedding planner. See, wrong,
1: okay. I was wrong like, what?
2: <laughs> There's so many. Mm, I,
1: wonder why, I wonder why you got them mixed up there. I wonder if they're good. <laughs> well, it's
0: funny. Like, I feel like Meg Ryan was the queen of the rom com in the 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. And in a way, Jennifer Lopez was sort of the queen of the rom com of the early 2000s. I mean, you think about it, she was in. Made in Manhattan, the wedding planner. She was in. Oh, there's more than that. Oh, she was.
2: She did some some
1: dramas. I know she was in Enough. <laughs>
0: yeah, not a romantic comedy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, not at all.
0: Am I making this up? I think. Oh well, Monster in Law
1: is that one of your favorite? I think rom funniest.
0: If we were just going by like funny, like what what place is actually mm-hmm. funny, I would say Monster in Law. Because it's just like a laugh a minute. Like between Wanda Sykes and Jane Fonda, it's, it's, it's uh, I, 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 it always makes me laugh every time I watch
1: it. <laughs> Wanda Sykes is just like this ingredient that if you just sprinkle a little bit of her into anything, <laughs> it just becomes like. Oh, voila. she's just funny. Oh, for oh, real. Like I can't totally. think of
0: a movie where I went, oh, Wanda Sykes was ugh, not that great.
1: <laughs> well
0: that's true i think if i had to say which was my favorite rom-coms from the 90s i would probably say it's a tie between *Notting hill which i do think is like a near perfect movie and i think it's probably my best friend's wedding i just think that's a such a good movie
1: you know i've actually have never seen oh, that I'd one i definitely
0: recommend it
1: I've heard it's of it. Really like good. I think everyone's it's really heard really of it.
0: Really smart too, in a way that you don't expect it to be so well written for being a rom com, and mm-hmm. Ken has baby Cameron Diaz in it, who just looks like eighteen years old, and <laughs> she looks so young, <laughs> like she still looks like she's like wet behind the ears, literally, uh, like you're a child, you're an infant.
1: So it's funny that you bring up Notting Hill because that's what Julia Roberts, oh, yes. right? Um, I. So, I don't know if this counts as a rom-com. It kind of is funny, but it's also, like, r- just kind of more romantic. But I love Pretty one. Oh, I
0: think that's a rom-com, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And definitely my favorite Julia Roberts God. film. Do you know
0: the backstory with that movie?
1: I do. Didn't it start off as, it was supposed to be something gritty and dark. Yeah, and was, like... I think
0: it was called 3000, because...
2: Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. how much money
0: he gives her. And it literally ended with him like dropping the money on the bed and and, like she leaves the hotel with the cash and that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's such a weird thought after, you know, seeing this classic movie for so many years now to think that it was more like drug infused.
0: Well, it's weird. I, I. That's a movie, I call it a TBS movie, because I think I only watched it on TV for the longest time. (laughs) So I had not seen just the unedited, you know, theatrical version for the longest time. And then it was on HBO or something. I finally saw it in its actual context. And it's a lot darker than (laughs) they show it on TV
1: yeah yeah it it is and that's why i was a little bit like i don't know i mean there are funny moments but (laughs) i mean he
0: he slaps her hand with a a jewelry box you know if that doesn't make it a (laughs) rom-com but you think about her like her friend has like a you know a drug problem and um, mm-hmm. and you know they're all like sex workers trying to make it work in LA, and they find a. De- I think they find a dead sex worker like in the alley behind a club or something. It's like nothing like that. I remember going, oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. And I mean, Jason Alexander uh, tries to, you know, assault. I mean, Jason does assault her, but like it was going to be much worse. And he thinks
1: that's a great oh, scene
0: that's a movie i yeah that's a good one
1: (laughs) richard Gere. richard Gere. let's talk about i mean he was just so hot in that oh i
0: remember watching the scene where they're in the bathtub together and like they were Mm -hmm. his bare chest was out and i remember thinking oh Oh, uh, yeah uh, yeah any excuse (laughs) to see a man with his shirt off that i was allowed to look at it i was i was down (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah it's so... weird like
0: i would say 80s i would say the rom-com people were like molly ringwald and probably well well meg ryan really only had when harry met sally but then the 90s was like mm-hmm. meg ryan slash julie roberts i think that's like just pretty much and sandra bullock i guess you can throw you gotta throw some sandra bullock in there Oh, actually, Sandra Bullock, that reminds me of While You Were Sleeping. I do love that movie.
1: She, I've always been so iffy about Sandra
0: Bullock.
1: Controversial. (laughs) Controversial. What are
0: your thoughts on Miss Bullock?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think, and I hope this doesn't sound awful, but she, there are so many brunettes in Hollywood, (laughs) and (laughs) honestly, like, Sometimes I'm just like, oh, she's I mean, I don't have anything against right. her. I think she's a good actress and she's proven herself, obviously. Awesome but winner.
2: I don't know. Like, yeah, she's okay.
1: I will say, um,
0: I think she she gets by a lot on her charisma. Like she has a lot of just natural charisma as an actress. And I think mm-hmm. later in her career she has proven herself to me. But but then again, I, but then I say that. But I think about she has a monologue, and while you were sleeping, that's so good. And you think, wow, this is better than a rom com. Uh, but then there's other parts. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, I other think parts. You know. Yeah, like I think the reason I well, my, there's so many I could like because Miss Congeniality. I do love Miss Congeniality.
1: Yeah, that's but classic. is that a rom? I think everyone likes that, that. A comedy. I think it leans more towards comedy, but I mean, it has, yeah, it has elements though. Yeah,
0: like, I guess the reason I would say that's more a comedy rather than a romantic comedy is because, yes, there is like the Benjamin Bratt romantic plot line, but it's really not the heavy through line of the story. If anything, I kind Mm -hmm. of didn't even need them to end up together. Like, if that had not happened, I would have been actually thrilled. would have thought that was great. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's like, like rom coms. I feel like sometimes it sees women ending up with men that they have no business ending up with. Like, you and you think, mm-hmm. why do you want this guy? Like, uh, like another bad one. Well, I guess we're talking about good ones. <laughs> Let's check my own thing.
1: You know, there are some ones that I absolutely hate, but I actually do have a list of rom coms that I adore.
0: What What else is on your adore list?
1: Um, so, like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of crossover, and I think that's just kind of the nature of rom-coms now, mm-hmm. um, but I love Bridesmaids, oh. I love, um, Along Came Polly, oh, gosh. I love, <laughs> I love, um, actually, this one's kind of surprising, but I did really like it, How to Be Single.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, that's a really cute movie. And it has an unconventional ending, I won't, I won't say what it is. I mean, the Mm -hmm. title kind of gives it away, so it's not really a spoiler. (laughs) But I remember thinking, oh, wow, they didn't um, go there. Like, they didn't uh, pull a sneak attack and and give up on its premise. Well, you know what was really funny? And it was just making fun of romantic comedies. Did you see Isn't It
1: Romantic? You know, I actually, I need to rewatch it, because I had it Mm -hmm. on, but I was multitasking, Uh, and I did not pay it fair attention. Oh, it's funny.
0: It's... I feel like, actually, it was made for people like you and me that have made fun of romantic comedies, and Millie like, clients, which <laughs> just goes into every every trope you've ever seen in a romantic comedy. And I, and it was, I think, my favorite Rebel Wilson performance, other than her and Bridesmaids. I still think that's my favorite comedy performance.
1: She her. is just so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> just
0: like... like at first, I did not know it was your diary, but it was a very
2: bad handwritten <laughs> book.
1: I like that line in that movie where she's like, um, we would like to cordially invite you to not live with us <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> I love it.
0: And her like pouring the frozen peas on her, <laughs> her tattoo.
1: And see, that's the thing. I think with rom-coms now, I think in order for them to be successful, they have to have like a raunchiness to them. Like I love raunchy women-led rom-coms. Oh,
0: same. Yeah, I like. Well, oh, so oh, do you like the movie? It's Cameron Diaz and and Christina Applegate. It's called um, uh, The Sweetest Thing. Yes, because I kind of love that movie. It's kind of trash. I love that movie. It's a little trashy, <laughs> but I do love it. I <laughs> because I ex- I do think <laughs> Cameron Diaz is very good at being in romantic comedies. I think she is very very good at it. She's got that charisma. She has that smile.
1: Mhm. And oh well, cuz the ho-
0: uh, I love the holiday. And that's definitely a romantic comedy.
1: And um what is that? It's not with Cameron Diaz, but I I like music and lyrics with Drew Barrymore.
2: Oh
0: my god, I forgot about that movie. Yeah,
2: it's cute. And it had a
0: new idea. It was like, oh, songwriters falling in love with each other. And, you know, it's a little mm-hmm. schmaltzy, but together they make beautiful music. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> I also remember thinking, how did they get away with making this girl so much like Britney Spears? Uh, like, it was... I. Oh, yeah. Actually, even worse than that is going back to Monster-in-Law. There's a scene at the beginning where Jane Fonda has to interview this vapid pop star. And I think they even like, put in the casting description, we would like Britney Spears impersonators. Come out of that, <laughs> she looks just like... I remember, th- I remember when I first saw it, I saw it on a bad first date. And I thought, wow, they got Britney Spears for this? And I looked at her and I went, oh, that's not... I don't, I don't think that's her, but I had to wait until the credits. I'm like, I don't think that was her, but it looked just like yeah, her. Br- like, yeah, you know,
1: Britney Spears was such a trope in the 2000s. She
0: should be. I mean, my goodness, and she's she is. <laughs> have you seen her lately?
1: Oh my god! Have Dad. you
0: have you seen the newest thing? The um, the, I want to thank all the the games LGBT at the LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like we're all at some <laughs> house somewhere just drinking Cosmos and <laughs> screaming it's so probably.
1: hard because it's so funny like she's so funny on Instagram but at the same time you're like oh my god is she okay oh yeah it's like, like <laughs> ha
0: ha ha but also has someone checked on her lately it's, it's a weird <laughs> feeling and my thing with her I'm not saying she's anti-gay that's not what I'm trying to say but I always feel like when people say oh she's a gay icon i'm like okay but why like Mm -hmm. tell me why she's a gay icon because the thing i always this might be a weird thing to uh, rank people based on but i feel like if you are a pop diva and you have at this point not been a guest judge on rupaul's drag race i just lift my eyebrow at you a little bit and go "Hmm, (laughs) have you done that that's weird like you know they would want her on that show in a second they would they would you know roll the red carpet out for her they would make a whole challenge probably based on her music
1: you know well i totally know what you mean because it's like what has she really done for the community you know she's never really said anything she's never really done anything and it's funny you bring up rupaul's drag race though with having all the different guests um do you remember when shania twain was on
0: absolutely yeah
1: I really liked Shania Twain, and my ex was an even bigger fan of Shania Twain, but she didn't seem like she was really that invested with being there. Oh, like I yeah. almost feel like she felt uncomfortable. I
0: think she didn't know how to act. I think maybe she didn't want to feel like she was appropriating the culture, um, but, but um. It, I mean, I don't know. I'm just purely trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but I definitely went, like, girl, like, like, you're you're here, and we're so excited, but you have to give us something. The one I was really something. upset about was they had Robin on the show, and I thought, oh, my God, Robin, I'm so excited. Like, granted, Robin might just not have a very bombastic personality, but they'd come, mm-hmm. like, well, Robin, what did you think? She's like, I thought it was really good. <laughs> so, thought, okay, thanks, Robin
2: you
1: you would definitely think that there would be a, a bit more oomph from her like huh. all of her music has that extra like you know energy so you would assume that she herself would be that way
0: yeah i guess it, maybe she's just one of those like intro like an extroverted introvert maybe she just puts all her energy out in her performing and then well because i still think the best guest ever on that show as far as like a pop star was still lady gaga Because just seem to care so much, and remember she went backstage in the Untucked episode, and actually had a like a piece of paper with critiques for every single one of them and it felt like a masterclass of Lady Gaga. <laughs> and I thought, "See, like, look, you seem like you care and it makes us like you even more." You know, that's why
1: Yeah, she's just a sweetheart. She's very genuine. Yeah. You know, you can tell. I had tell. a friend
0: that said that they were not a fan of Lady Gaga because they thought she was disingenuous and I thought, "That's is I don't agree, <laughs> you know."
1: I highly yeah, I disagree. Think, I
0: mean, I guess she can be a little performative sometimes, but I never have questioned her like I don't know, integrity as far as caring about the things she claims to care about, you know?
2: Because She doesn't bitch yeah, yeah. words
0: about the things that she is passionate about, which is what I love about
1: her. She's consistent, unlike okay, I'm gonna throw this person out I'll do it. Us Quick, quickly. Um <laughs> so everyone everyone knows I have really mixed feelings about Taylor mm-hmm. Swift you know when she did the whole you need to calm down <laughs> video yeah. a year ago yeah. I was not on board with that I just don't I don't think she's an awful person, and I also don't think she's homophobic in yeah. any way. But I think she she's smart about money and I think she uses that. I
0: you know, I have to say I've gone on a whole journey with Taylor Swift because I used to just roll my eyes at Taylor Swift and think, oh God, like I, I'm not into it. And I hate to be one of those people that but then I watched her documentary, but really I lost her documentary. <laughs> and it kind of did make me see her in a whole new Light because it it made me think, oh, I think she's just like one of those. I I know these girls because I've grown up in the South, these nice Southern girls that don't want to rock the boat and they're raised to be like, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, whatever doesn't cause a fuss, blah, blah, blah. And I think it took her growing up a lot to go, well, wait, like that kind of makes me not have any integrity if I'm not, like, I can say I'm pro, you know, LGBTQIA as much as I want to. But if I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything, what does it really matter? And I am such a platform. And I will say, all the queens that worked on "You Need to Calm Down" said that it was the best they've ever been treated on a music video set because she actually spent time with them, like you know, engaged with like their social medias, paid them really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it at least seemed like because because then you hear all these horror stories of you know, Madonna or I think um <laughs> Madonna. Madonna Here's the like, thing. Madonna has done things for the gay community, but she also just it can be such a bitch. Like I think Madonna just is kind of a bitch, you know
1: <laughs> she is. I mean she's notorious on um, this most recent um tour. What is the Madame X yeah. or whatever? She Pissed so many people off because she would start the concerts like an hour and a half after their scheduled oh, time. Yeah. And so people are like, What oh, the I fuck? It's that. already like, yeah, it's like 10.30 because she refuses to have the concert earlier. And people are tired.
2: And
0: it's like, Madonna, you know, you're not, you're, not. you're yes, you're still an icon, but you're not the fresh thing on the block anymore. Like, you can't just, I mean, I guess it's, it, one could argue she's earned the right to be a diva but i think be a professional you know like come on people are paying this money to come see you like just get on stage at the right time is that so hard
1: well i I, here's the thing i think you know people still like divas but i would say nowadays like uh, we don't like bitches yeah (laughs) you know like beyonce's a diva or a modern diva and she's not a bitch people like her
0: is her like energy as a performer but it's not her behavior it's 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 different it's it's not there's never been someone like oh beyonce she was such a bitch you know
2: yeah yeah it's just
0: that you see her turn on that light switch as a performer when she gets on
1: stage Completely. I think it has everything to do with energy. People don't want to work or be around or support people that they think are just me. Well, it's like
0: the whole Leah Michelle of it all. Like, we found out that she's just really fucking awful. And I was a big fan of Leah Michelle. This was really hard for me to see her be, because I had given her the benefit of the doubt for so many years when I heard rumors that she mm-hmm. was a bitch i went guys i think she's just like really type a and really motivated and it probably comes off bitchy and i
1: thought like
0: oh i think that's all it is and then no no
1: <laughs> i zach i was eating all of this up. <laughs> i was checking i was checking news like every five minutes and i i was never a huge leah michelle fan i didn't i didn't even watch late to be honest did. i i I love Spring Awakening, oh. and that's how I really knew her. And, it was great, um, listened, Yeah, and I've listened to both of her albums, except her Christmas album, which I thought were pretty good, too. But I'm not surprised, yeah. because I've heard these rumors about her forever. Oh, remember
0: when Naya Rivera was pretty much blacklisted? Because people said, how dare you say these awful things about Leah Michelle? How unprofessional, how unprofessional. And now it's like, mm-hmm. oh... Sounds like she was telling the truth, and she's had and there's yeah, been radio like... silence from her so far, as far as having a
1: comment. So I thought she was She's crazy. probably just eating her popcorn. <laughs> she's like, I've been there, did that seven years ago. <laughs> oh, Leah Michelle, that that can be a whole episode or spin off podcast oh, itself. My.
0: <laughs>
1: well, we're gonna take
0: a little break, and then we'll be right back to talk about the bad romantic comedy.
2: Ooh, spooky. Okay, and we're back.
0: So heading back in, we've discussed what we feel makes a good romantic comedy. So flip side, what do you think are the stereotypes of a bad romantic comedy?
1: Oh my God, Zach. Well, first off, I have to say that if you need to identify a bad rom-com, just go to your local Walmart and go to the bargain bin. (laughs) $5
2: bin, oh, they're in there. (laughs) So they're do you know what's there? always in there?
0: Uh, I always see I always see Bewitched, Bride Wars, and <laughs> Failure to Launch. Those are the three I always, <laughs> <have>. <laughs> always see. There,
1: there's always so many copies of Failure to Launch. But
0: the sad thing is that's one of those movies where I know it's not good, but I kind of enjoy it in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think, why do I like this? Like, I don't understand because I don't think. I mean. I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey had quote-unquote bad chemistry, but it definitely felt like why did you put these two performers together? Like, you know what it was? The whole time I was watching it, I remember, I love Sarah Jessica Parker, but I remember thinking like, oh, weird, like, I think Jennifer Aniston should be playing her part. Like it, it felt it's, Ooh, I yeah. could really see Jennifer Aniston. Well, another thing that was really weird about that movie is that her roommate is Zoe Deschanel. and I thought who what chemistry, like auditions were <laughs>
1: It's like in what what universe do they uh, exist together? Yeah, like,
0: and oh yeah, I don't know. That one's a whole thing. That's a whole, a whole.
1: Um, that movie. So I have a couple thoughts about oh, Failure to Launch. First of all. <laughs> The movie poster is like burned into my oh, brain yeah. just because yeah. you see it like you said every single time you go to like a Walmart. <laughs> she's like pulling him in that like skirt. she's like,
0: ugh, I got gotcha. you know?
2: <laughs> just <pull that>
1: <laughs> And um with Sarah Jessica Parker, so you know, we were talking about sex in the city earlier mm-hmm. um i I like her, and I think she is good for like that you know, that crossover rom-com. But I think Failure to Launch really is just kind of like a rom-com, a light rom-com. And um, I don't think she's really funny. Like even on Sex and the City, she wasn't the funny one. Well, it's weird. I think on Sex and the City, she
0: had funny moments, but she was always kind of the straight woman to the show. (laughs) But then... I think what that movie and the thing I think makes a good romantic comedy is I I, just speaking for me, I unabashedly love women as performers more than men. I just respond to them more. And so if the woman isn't giving me anything, I kind of go, well, I'm not into this then because I because they focus a lot more in the Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. And I did not care about that. And I actually cared (laughs) more about Zoe Deschanel than I cared about Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: Also, The Bounty Hunter is pretty bad. I've never seen it. It's, I, to this day. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I think, yeah, I've only fallen asleep twice in <gasps> a movie theater. The first time was to The Bounty Hunter, and the second time was The Lion King remake. Oh,
0: wow, really? <laughs> yeah, oh.
1: it was so bad. Oh, okay, alright. <laughs>
0: I kind of enjoyed it. I have to say.
2: I know. <gasps> what?
0: Just hate me, drag me all, <laughs> all over. <around>. So, <laughs> so I think my my the ones I think are the worst, where I just think God, what a trash movie. I think Bride Wars is truly. Oh my god! It should have been so good. I thought, <laughs> oh my god, and Happy. First of all, well. not to shade Kate Hudson in any way, shape, or form, but the fact that they try <laughs> to set up a situation where they like went to school together and were childhood friends together. And that was like anything that's Kate Hudson. She's very beautiful, but she does not look Mm -hmm. like Anne Hathaway. That's I mean she just she just doesn't. So I never understood that. And also we're supposed to believe these two girls are the closest of friends. They can finish each other's sentences, you know, and yet (laughs) they they becomes like psychotic by the end of that movie. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane. It's an insane movie. It, it's
1: it's it's uh toilet paper.
0: Toilet paper. That's an <laughs> insult. To toilet paper. Uh well, you know what's my I think the last big um like Hollywood <laughs> the last trend of rom coms where I thought, "Oh, this is a new evolution." Was do you remember when they started making all of those really big ensemble rom coms like Valentine's oh. Day, New Year's Eve? Oh my god! He's just not that into you. Like all all of those.
1: So many different brands of toilet paper. <laughs>
0: oh my god! I mean, the <laughs> best of those is probably he's just not that into you, but it's not by much. <laughs>
2: really you think well so? here's the
0: thing the movie as a whole i think is not that great but there are some really good performances in it that are too good for the movie like i do think jennifer Aniston and uh jennifer connelly are both really really good in that movie mm-hmm.
2: um
0: but then there's lots of stuff like what a waste of drew barrymore like i thought like really that's all you're giving drew barrymore <laughs>
1: They did, like, nothing with her in that yeah, movie. Yeah, all
0: she does is end up with the one dude that you... Oh, and I remember Scarlett Johansson is in it. I mean, who is then in that movie? It's a crazy
1: cast. <laughs> Everyone. You know, my thing with that movie is that it was just so boring. Mm. That's very fair. Like, like, I felt like I was just watching literally someone go to a grocery store and, like, shop. and
2: then <laughs> Wait, There's a scene! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just buying
0: groceries. It's like, I don't know. What do you think of him? Well, honey, I told you I don't like him. Oh, I know. I know you told me that. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing?
1: I- I'm sure everyone involved in that movie and all of these large ensemble rom coms probably got really, really thick checks. Oh, my- <laughs>
0: I mean, I would. Here's the thing if I was an actor that was doing movies and they wanted me to be the gay. Stereotypical friend in some rom com and pay me a bunch of money. Hell yeah, I'll go do it and I'll just, I'll I'll bring something fresh to it that they, you know, and try to move it past. Well, hopefully, we're moving past the gay stereotype. They actually make fun of that in that movie. Isn't it romantic, also? (laughs) But, well, okay, so of modern modern actors now, who would you like to see do rom coms? Because I have a couple of gals I would like to see.
2: Oh,
1: boy. Um. Anyone that's not Lucy Hale. Oh. Uh,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let me see. Well, for me,
0: one of mine is Jennifer Lawrence. I'm surprised she has not really done a rom com. Really? I think she would be so. I mean, because Silver Lining's playbook is kind of like a weird rom com. <laughs> it's like a yeah. rom com if rom coms were like Oscar winning movies. Um, I think she's <laughs> just so, like, the thing she has yeah, going for her is her. Just inherent likability as a performer. And I think that's what yeah. you need for a rom com because you're usually using your charisma to make up for a weak script. And <laughs> so I think you could probably do gonna... that.
1: <laughs> you know who I think I would want to see more in rom coms because she's really funny. She's great at comedy and she's great at drama. Mm-hmm. Um Bree L- Bree Larson. Oh,
0: agreed. I love Bree Larson.
1: I loved Brie Larson. I loved Room. I loved her in Trainwreck.
0: Oh, yeah. I forget she's in Trainwreck. Yeah, she was good in that. And actually, you know, it's it's kind of a rom-com. It's a little more of a comedy, but I also loved her in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yeah. She was so funny. And she, she <laughs> made every line of dialogue sound so sexual. <laughs> it, was, it was just very, very <laughs> funny. And was, yeah, like, her... Like, I actually would love to see... Like I don't know, like, mm. well, well. Going into the next question, cause it kind of comes out of this also. What do you hope for seeing in the future in terms of the genre evolving? Like, exp- like, because for me, it's thinking like, well, why can't there be a rom com where India Moore from Pose is the star of it because she's you know such a star. You know, I just want to see more representation, like just more, yeah, just representation of people we don't usually see in rom coms. Like, I remember loving Crazy Rich Asians just because I thought, wow, mm-hmm. look at this entire Asian cast. Like, any white people that are in this movie are like bellhops or like waitresses. And I loved it. I thought that was great.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think rom coms right now, like you said, are very overwhelmingly white and i think there needs to be more representation yes and um honestly i mean that's what was so refreshing about love simon yeah um i loved it so i would love to continue in that vein of more more people of color maybe people with different sexuality or different you know identities yeah. um cuz there's just so many white women <laughs> rom-coms <laughs> well
0: you so we did uh we 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 dated in the sense of we went on several dates and we were yes. I, I always thought of you as like I call you my passing ship in the night where I feel like we were attracted to each other and we had a nice connection, but we just weren't ever gonna be in the same port to actually like link up at that time in our lives. Cause oh yeah. I was in Asheville, you were in Asheville because you were touring with a theater and we met mm-hmm. in Asheville. And I remember you were casually like maybe thinking of moving to Asheville, but it wasn't even like a serious, uh, you know, decision. You're like, oh, maybe I've been, I've thought about it. And I was like my little <laughs> my little string of hope. I was like, well, maybe when we uh, hung out a lot, we did watch a lot of uh, we've talked about this on your podcast, privileged white woman movies. Namely, the Nancy (laughs) Myers filmography because she's the queen. I mean, she loves a big kitchen and a bunch of white sweaters. That is what she wants.
1: (laughs) The gazebo, remember the gazebo? gazebo.
0: She wants a gazebo, or she wants a really fabulous uh, deck, like a really fabulous uh, patio. And lots of yeah, white women in white sweaters, big kitchens. If you're male street, very boho. married, yeah, if you're male Mer- <laughs> street, you already have a big kitchen, but you want a bigger kitchen. And but the thing is, I love those movies, but then I also think, why are these movies so white? So like, mm-hmm. um, like her daughter, Nancy Meyer's daughter, made a movie where and I was actually excited because she was on NPR talking about it about how she wanted to represent a change in the romantic comedy in terms of, you know, what they could be. And so I had took that to mean, oh, there must be more diversity in it, more, you know, no, no, it was an entire white cast. And I actually was, it was truly shocking in the way that it was set in Los Angeles. And there was a party scene where I looked around the party and I could not find a single non-white person in the party. And the first person I found was a waiter. And I thought, ugh, gross.
1: Mm, problematic.
0: Well, and in that case, you think, how out of your way did you have to go to not have any non-white extras in your movie? Like, there's no way that you didn't have any to pull from. That, that's just, and, that's yeah, true. impossible um like even like extras you know like i'm not you know it's just insane it's crazy so yeah i guess i just want better i want stories we haven't seen before and just yeah more representation as i'm sure you do as well
1: stories we haven't seen before is really important i think and that's why i think some of the most successful rom-coms really stand out is because they were super original and creative and you know like um, Bridesmaids, we mentioned before. There's so many movies like that, but this one was raunchy and it was more um I don't know, it was less cutesy yeah. and kitschy. Yeah. Um What's Your Number with Anna Ferris? I love that one. Oh, um, I could-
0: never saw that.
1: It's really cute. It's a little corny and cheesy, but at the same time, you know, it's about her sex life and you know the whole premise of like, oh my God, I've had sex with so many people and I haven't found the one. Um, so that made it stand out for me. And I think that's important. Uh, well yeah, like I feel like the thing, if I could just tell
0: producers of romantic comedies, because clearly I am a Hollywood expert and <laughs> they should <just> me. <laughs> but I feel like Sometimes people that have the money in Hollywood forget that the movies that make a ton of money are ones that are entertaining, well-made, and they're something different. Like, it's it's something that grabs a hold of an audience, and every time they try to make a bunch of copycat versions of that same movie, mm-hmm. it only works maybe once or twice, but then the rest are just trash, and then they wonder why they don't make money and it's like, well, because we've already seen this movie. We don't need, like, like you know, there were so many movies, like, She's All That, uh, whatever it takes. Like, oh, God. That series where it was just like, let's make the, the awkward, nerdy girl pretty, and then she'll be popular. And then the boy that wasn't into her will want her. And it's like, you know, enough, mm-hmm. like, enough. And stop treating the female, quote-unquote, leads as a literal, like, physical prop most of the time. Like, you know.
1: And stop stereotyping. Like, I'm so tired of all the high school tropes of, like, the jock and the cheerleaders and all of that. Super old. And I I think Gen Z is very much, like, not into no, that.
2: No. Yeah,
0: we don't <laughs> respond to it.
1: It's
2: yeah,
0: Because it's not... I think now, when they still try to make movies that are super whitewashed and stereotypical you know dumbed down we go well this doesn't look like the world that we live in this doesn't look like my friends no. this doesn't look like my social media like why mm-hmm. like, why if you really want to make the money i feel like whenever like i like something like uh book smart that came out last year mm-hmm. that was such a fresh movie because it was funny it had fully like three dimensional characters, but it had, you know, super diverse casts. It had gay characters, it had bisexual characters. It had something to say. And it's and I remember being like, what an exciting movie. Like I hope they keep making movies like this because it's at least something new that we haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, that and that's why it did well. Yeah.
0: Like that's the like, thing. When you surprise an audience, they enjoy it because they don't know where it's going. And so they actually get to have a real exciting experience as an audience
1: it's kind of amazing thinking about how these movie studios will spend so much money even on like the lesser budget like films they'll spend so much money on just the most (laughs) like crappy product well, look at
0: cats you know I spent a hundred million dollars on cats
1: oh my god um, think of all the things that money could have went toward oh that's and i get
0: <laughs> so mad when i think about something like granted did i see cats yes i did but things like cats i, I think you know that's a hundred billion dollars you could have financed like 20 independent films that are dying to oh, get made yeah. and mm-hmm. it's, it's just like why Ugh. well <laughs> we're gonna take one more break and then we get back i'm gonna play
2: a special game i have uh crafted for this episode really? be right back. okay and we're back
0: now In honor of the romantic comedies we talked about today, I wanted to play a little game with you that I'm calling, what is that from? Now, what will happen is I will give a dramatic reading of a famous line from a romantic comedy and you will try to guess what it's from. And if you get enough answers right, you'll win the honor of being branded a girl who gets a happy ending. Oh my God. (laughs) If you get no answers right, you will unfortunately be a girl who gets left out in the rain. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you're huh? going to get at least one of these right. If you don't, then I just don't know what to tell you.
1: Pray for me. <laughs> uh, are you ready, Victor? I am ready. Okay,
0: let's play What is that from? I like you very much, just as you are. Oh,
1: God, that's so generic. Is that from the bargain uh, Bin?
0: Oh, no, this is not a bargain Bin. Um, there should be a British accent that I did not do.
1: A British like accent.
0: That's you That's awful. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Is that British or um, alien?" I was to do the actor's <laughs>
0: voice—it's kind of froggy.
1: So it's a man. Um. Oh, is it? Um. Fuck. What's his name? Um. Hugh Grant and something. I'm sorry.
0: I'm. I'm gonna have to take it against you. It was from Bridget Jones's Diary, but it was Colin Firth.
1: Oh, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> next one.
0: I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly.
1: Oh my god. That sounds so familiar. Oh my god. Do I get hints?
0: Um, I will say it starred a Queen of the romantic comedy from the '90s that we talked about earlier. Uh, God, it's, so a, it's, it's, a, it's an
1: actress. Yeah, it sounds so familiar. It doesn't. Is it Meg it Ryan? Is Ryan? Um, is it? It's not. It Scott
0: is Meg. Oh, it it's is.
2: Yeah, did I get
0: so, a point? Okay. So no, you're officially not a girl who gets out in the rain. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you.
1: Oh my God. For some reason, I want to think 10 things ahead about you, but I'm sure it's not. Um. 80s. Oh. 80s. Oh, man! four I have no idea I was dancing, oh man, That is a good one.
0: Well, I had one, but I, you told me you didn't see this movie. It was I realize this comes at a very inopportune time, but I have a, this really gigantic favor to ask of you: Choose me, marry me.
1: My oh, best see, friend's you
0: wedding. Got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, <woo. laughs> There we go. I want to marry you because you're the first person I want to look at when I wake up in the morning and the only one I want to kiss goodnight.
1: Oh, super generic. Sounds very notebook-y, but... I'm gonna request it. Um, it is a man and it's...
0: uh, It is from a... I don't know. I, it, it,
2: hmm. He played a superhero at some point. That's, is it Ryan yes. Reynolds? Okay, so that narrows it down. <laughs> um, he fuck,
1: he. I know he's been in several rom coms, and it, in my opinion, I don't oh, like no, them. That's fine. Okay, I'm gonna. It, it was definitely maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one if you're a bird I'm a bird oh that one sounds like it should be easy because I've heard it before
0: you just said <sighs> it a second
1: ago I just yeah. said it I just it's a, said it. I said the name name of the it's a man It's so it's Ryan Reynolds no you <laughs> agree no, Hugh Grant. no.
2: You said what? you said what, that, what you man said this I...
0: movie when you were guessing a different one, and it was not that. Uh, what did I say?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and,
0: I'm sorry. It's the notebook.
1: Oh, oh shit. That's not a rom-com.
0: That's um, oh, that's fair. <laughs> Let's try and do small, <laughs> romantic scenes.
1: Oh, Ryan Gosling, okay. though. Uh,
0: next one. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to marry oh her. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get so much hate for this because I know this quote. It's, it's <laughs> oh a queen my- of the 90s romantic
2: comedy. Um, it's Julia it Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yes. And the it's it is stars, not
0: a man you've guessed twice. Fuck. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> give up. Um, No, 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 no. I'm not okay. going to give up. I'm I not going to give up.
1: You're at least not
0: standing out in the rain.
2: Um, uh, is it it not is not Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, last one. Last one. I gave you an easy one for the last one.
1: That Hopefully.
0: You have me at hello.
1: Um this is another one that sounds really familiar. <laughs> um I can give you the full line
0: if it helps at all.
1: Yes, please. Shut
0: up. Just shut up. You have me at hello. Oh my god, Victor. Um, <laughs> do you want a clue? Yes, yeah, um, the actress that said it just won an Academy Award.
1: Oh fuck! Another. <laughs> <hat>. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh,
0: her co-star. Uh, her co-star. Well, this gives it away. Uh, her, co- her co-star was like the big male movie star of the nineties. Like white male
1: stories. Oh man, there's so many white males oh, I think of the like 90s. 90s. Uh,
0: What's well, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise.
1: Oh, it was opposite Tom Cruise. Yeah. I
0: thought
1: that would give it away. Is it? I'm trying to think of rom coms at Tom Cruise.
0: I guess, I guess this does... one you could argue is it a rom com? It's definitely a rom com moment. So that's why I included it. I was trying to think quintessential romance scenes.
2: Oh, man. I'll give you three. Zero. Uh, it's Jerry uh, McQuarrie. Oh yeah.
1: So that's I feel like contemporary Tom Cruise only does the same action movie over and over and over. That's that's basically right. <laughs> well,
0: you've got at least a few right. So you're not a girl who gets left out in the rain. You at least you made it that's inside. Good. Um you get a happy ending, but you still have a rocky relationship with the male. But you're going to work things out over time.
1: Okay, I can deal yeah. with that.
0: So the last segment that I do is to tell me, who was the last actress who made you feel something? It could be a funny performance, a powerful performance. It could be something that made you
1: think. Um, so actually, my answer for this is going to have to be Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon and Little Fires Ooh. Everywhere. It was such a great miniseries that was just powerful. And the book, I haven't read the book, but the book itself has nothing to do with race, but with this production that I think Reese exec mm-hmm. produced. Um, she kind of reimagined the book and, you know, it kind of entangled this theme of race and privilege into oh, wow. it and the the performances i don't know if you've seen it Zach, yet, but yeah. uh i'm a big fan of reese and a big fan of carrie and they both were phenomenal
0: i don't know why i haven't watched it i've been, I've been meaning to watch it uh, that's been like on my immediate queue for the past two months, so I need to just watch.
1: literally when you watch it, you won't put it down until it's over. It's excellent. I know I won't,
0: maybe I'll watch that tonight. I've been, I need something else to you should. watch. Well, I hope you enjoy this conversation. I, I had, I think we've at this point, we have fully exhausted our mm. knowledge of romantic comedies. <laughs> <in our time laughs> to we
1: we hit a lot of bases. We did,
0: and we and you know we're still making decent time, so it's, it's we're doing okay. <laughs> and you know a lot
1: of quotes now
0: from romantic comedies.
1: I do, I do. It was so hard, that little quiz. I mean, I recognized so many of the quotes and I was like, tip of the tongue, well, tip of the know, tongue. you know,
0: anything that proved the point of the game, which is how generic
1: all the dialogue sounds from romantic comedy yeah, honestly, when you read each one, I was like, oh, this all, all of this did come from The Notebook.
0: <laughs> well, before we go, do you want to tell the listeners about your podcast?
1: Sure. Um, So I host a podcast called Who Are You Again? I have to say it like <laughs> that because it sounds weird if you don't. Um, but it's a podcast where I interview people from my past. So it's like ex-lovers. It could be friends that I haven't seen in years. It can be anyone, anyone from my past. And essentially, we just catch up. But then we discuss like a popular topic each episode. So um, there was an episode where we talked about um, how we've changed since college. That was one of the episodes. The episode I did with Zach. Um, was more in line with what we talked about today. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this is probably like the movie version of <laughs> what we talked about online. Oh, for sure. uh, um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's six episodes, so it's really easy to blow through. Um, I'm doing them in seasons, so I just finished the first season about a month ago, and I'm hoping to get started on the second one and probably towards the end of the oh, summer. That's
0: exciting! Like basically like a fall premiere
1: yeah yeah, I'm thinking like late August, early September. So where can they find you on social media? So I am on every social and you can find me usually by my handle, which is and the victor is underscore. Sometimes there's not an underscore, but there is an underscore um, on my Instagram. And yeah, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I had a really good time. Me too. It was so much fun. I would love to come oh, back please. if possible. Oh, please.
0: I mean, all the, so, there's so many topics to go into. We could, I mean, we could talk so about Leah Michelle's downfall for an entire episode.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I was so invested. That was juicy AF. Well, you can follow
0: Victor at the handle he gave you. You can follow the pod at In Another World Pod on Instagram or on Twitter at IEW Podcast. And if you could please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. That would be wonderful because just got to keep pumping in those numbers. Keep getting
2: those pumping yeah. them out. <laughs> well, I hope you all have
0: a great <laughs> rest of your week and I'll be back next week with another pop culture related episode.
2: Bye. Bye
1: everyone.